You're listening to the Business Bite Podcast with Grace Rizzo. Hello and welcome back. This is Grace and I'm here with my friend, Lynn Leggett. We are going to be discussing true teams today. Lynn, thank you so much for joining me on the Business Bite video and podcast. Thank you, Grace, for the invitation. I appreciate it. Of course. So for those of you who don't know Lynn, Lynn, give us a little bit of background about how you came to be um, the coach that you are today. (laughs) Well, we can talk about it in a couple different ways. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't say the coach that I am today with dental teams was highly influenced by my years of coaching girls AAU basketball. So when I talk about teams, I feel like I have an extra um, expertise in that area that a lot of people don't. But within the dental world, uh, it's, it's one thing that I've always had a passion about. And finally, I decided to do something about it because I should have created my company years before I did. Because of the feedback that I get from clients, it's just that's the reason why I do what I do is to be able to help others decrease the stress that they have in their practices while making them more profitable. But I want them to have joy. And a lot of them want those things, but they just don't know how to go about getting those things. Mm -hmm. So are you used to hearing people say, I just wish I met you sooner? Oh, I I hear that all the time. I'm I'm happy to say that. I hear that all the time. That's the best. That is just such a great compliment to receive from clients. Uh, It doesn't get any better than that, actually. Someone listening, someone that's skeptical and listening, because there's always there's always a handful of those, and thinking, well, coaching a sports team is so different than a business. Talk to me about some of the parallels that you see. Okay. Well, I mean, if we can, I overlay a basketball team with a dental team all the time. And the one thing that, let's say I'm brought into a practice to talk about financials, and they want to make sure they're claims management is handled correctly and their accounts receivable and different things. It could be any type of metrics, but I want to build that strong foundation first because I can talk systems and processes all day long, but if you don't have a true team working for you, the results that you want as the practice owner is not going to happen. So building that true team or is truly foundational to every practice. Uh, because there's a huge difference between having employees and having a true team working with you. I agree completely. When you're looking at the team and you're drawing the basketball to dental comparison, what what position is the doctor owner typically? The doctor owner is the head coach. Okay, the head coach. And so then what is your role? Are you coaching the coach? I'm coaching the coach. I'm teaching the doctor how to be a coach actually is what's happening. I love it. I love it. So um, tell us a little bit, I mean, without using names or anything like that, but tell us a little bit about a a dental team. And I use the phrase initially lightly, knowing that maybe when you came in, you had a group of employees and then you were able to put them in the right positions, give them the right um, coaching. And I guess, give me a little bit of a case study, like think of someone that you've just you love to see the transformation and tell us a little bit about, um, share enough detail to where someone can go, oh yeah, that's me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, dentistry is one of those things, Grace, as you know very well, that the, the dentist has two full-time positions. One is going to be the clinician and the other is going to be a business owner. And you could spend over 40 hours a week during, doing both. 
So it's a really difficult balance for them to have. And, and the one reason why I use basketball, other than the fact that I'm very passionate about the sport and it's easy for me to talk about, but it's easy to give a visual representation to dentists for them to see, oh, this is what she's talking about. And it's easy for people to understand. I understand what a coach does. Either they played sports, their kids, whatever, um, they've gone through that. Or if they haven't played sports and they've been a member of, say, a choir or orchestra, look at your director that you had as the coach. I just want you to know the visual representation I'm talking about. But going back to more of a case study to answer your question, you know, the whole idea about being a coach is all about leadership at the end of the day. And a lot of doctors have different styles. And that's one of the things that I want to take into account is I, I don't necessarily want to change the person that they are, but I want to amplify that so that they get the results that they want to get. And part of that is teaching them how to be a coach with, with different people with on their team, because everybody thinks they have a team, but if they had a true team, they wouldn't have the problems that they're having. Um, I think that's something that everybody recognizes. If, a lot of dentists will say, well, why aren't they just doing what I hired her to do? Because she knows what she's supposed to do. Well, there are a lot of different, different answers to that question, to be honest with you. So yeah, yeah. The, the practice that I'm thinking about was, was more like that. This particular dentist, he didn't know how to coach. He, he was more like, don't they just innately understand what I want? Which really comes back to communication because they, they can't, nobody can read your mind. Yeah. Let's, let's take something that's really big and break it down into something that's manageable. Yeah. And, and sorry to kind of interrupt here, but I want to really take a pause and I want people to recognize that because all too often as business owners, and I've got, you know, 15 employees, I've been through this. Mm -hmm. I've learned the hard way that employees do not function the same way as employers. We don't have the same thought processes. We don't have the same needs. And so sometimes the dentist coach comes in and expects to be leading other coaches. So we kind of impose our thought process and we think, well, why aren't they just doing it like I would do it if I were them? And that thought immediately sets the team up for failure, in my opinion. I couldn't agree more. So, so, okay. So tell me what you did to help this doctor kind of change thought processes and become a true leader to a true team. So, so a big part of that is, first of all, I need to honor and recognize the fact that the dentist has gotten in touch with me and says, Hey, I need help because I think there's so many out there that need help, but for whatever reason, they never reach out. So that was the first thing that I, I want to mention to your audience is if you need help, just reach out, you know, that that's what we're here for. And that's what I love to do. Um, the other thing would be, it's, it's understanding how all of the pieces and parts of the practice relate to one another and how that relates to your job as a coach. So I look at the, the daily huddle as a time for communication. I also break up a practice into thinking, okay, you've got two different time periods. One is your practice time and one is your game time. Practice time in a dental practice is when you're not seeing patients. Game time is when you're seeing patients, which most people understand that analogy pretty easily. But then if you think about your, your role as the head coach of a team, it's all about preparation, Grace. You have to prepare for, you know, offensively what plays you want to play, how you want things to go. But, it, but practice time is to prepare not only your team, but also yourself as the coach. 
I just got the chills. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. I just got the chills because some of my favorite like breakthrough moments as a leader in my business happen when I'm alone at Starbucks or just by myself in a quiet space and thinking in a preparation mindset as to how can I improve this and how can I coach my team on this, this, and this and making time for that. And how many dentists are actually making time for that quiet work? They don't get, they don't get that unless they're being intentional with that quiet time. And again, it goes back to wearing those two hats, right? Between being the clinician and being the practice owner. And you have to set aside that time. I mean, they'll set aside the, the time to do payroll or they'll set aside the time to do certain things, but, but you have to be intentional on what is it that I want to accomplish? And that really goes back almost to your business plan of what it is that you're trying to do. The business plan is a bigger picture, but what am I trying to do with my team? Mm-hmm. So in coaching this doctor and, and getting this doctor to realize that certain things need to happen and changing that mentality and everything, how long did you work with that doctor? And what's some notable changes that you can kind of explain to people? I've worked with that particular doctor now going on four years, but on many different things. So in the beginning, it was the, the big picture of let me teach you how to coach. And then once, because that's a whole different mindset, like you mentioned, about how, how do I do this? And then not only how do I do it, but why am I doing it? Because I think a lot of people, the why is more important to a lot of people, which it should be because it's going to be bringing your whole team together. A a big part of what I do with teams also and, and doctors is develop, help them develop their mission and vision statement because I do it a completely different way than most people. And it's not done like it was in the 90s. I mean, it's a totally different way of looking at it. But the vision statement actually should be part of your strategic business plan by the time we're done with it, which has to be created with the whole team. And my team at Identity Dental Marketing, we need that information. And that's where we start as well. So, you know, um, I would rather someone take the time to work with you, Lynn, and really figure out how they want to be positioned and remembered and work through those exercises and then market. because you want to be true to who you are when you're marketing. You don't want to market just to the need of the community. You want to be true to who you are so that you can connect with patients that are right for you. And that makes a big difference in quality of life because if you're just marketing to market and it doesn't all connect with your vision and your mission, you're going to be dissatisfied with the vast majority of the type of patients that the marketing brings in. And I think that's what a lot of people have experienced in marketing their business in the past. And it's partially why a lot of people are closed off to, you know, marketing in general, but um, this all connects, it all goes together. And that's why I love when my clients, you know, are working with you, Lynn, um, because there's synergy there in what you're doing and what we're doing, which is important. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned before, it's, it's hard when you're in the grind of dentistry all day long. I, I want my clients to have that passion back because they had it when they were in dental school or they would not have decided to go out on their own and, and either be an associate or have their own practice. It, it could be whatever position. Yep. Yep. So you've worked with this doctor for four years. 
you've coached the doctor on becoming a coach, you work through the why, the mission, the vision, given meaning and um, helping, really help to empower the doctor to realize that this is purposeful, important work. And what's the trickle down been like with the team? And what are some, give me like some concrete examples. Like when I started, the team had an obstacle with whatever, and now this is how they're functioning. I think the biggest thing I can that I can give an example with this office that will really resonate with your viewers is the fact that um, the scheduling coordinator did not have a clinical background and she was seeing you know the schedule as slots that needed to be filled it didn't matter to her what got put in those slots meanwhile everybody is just going crazy in the back because they can't keep up with how it's being scheduled so you and I think because of what we do for a living, that, that's pretty basic communication. But nobody thought of actually sitting down as a group and saying, how do we schedule? How do we want the schedule to, to go? Or what's, what's optimal? What's efficient? What's ideal? Exactly. What, do we, what do we dream about for our practice? How do we want this to feel? There's, so, I, there's such... And you can have it. It's not you impossible. Can. You can. And knowing that you can and taking the time to dream, I call it, I call it that, I call it dreaming. Okay. I'll take quiet time to dream about what does my ideal day look like? What are the things that I want to be doing? And then reverse engineer to how we're going to get there. Exactly. And so you were able to come in and give the tactical, strategic training, identify what was kind of broken and implement that change. And I'll add to that. Yeah. that it when when that kind of total miscommunication happens so and and I'll say I'll say this about our own gender you have an office of women and it got the culture was going downhill and it got into turf battles and it and it reverted into hard feelings and gossip and all these other things that are toxic behaviors just because of that one thing of communication on one task i got the chills again I, and the patients could tell, Grace, because they're looking going, man, she doesn't like you or she doesn't like you. And I'm like, all right, time out, time out. I know what's happening here. Let's just all sit down and breathe. Because I'm a big believer in we're human. Conflict's going to happen. But it's how do you deal with the conflict that is going to make or break you as a team? Yeah, so and, I and I want to speak to that too. You are illustrating something that a lot of people and dentists don't have the time or awareness to recognize is that assumptions are being made by team members about other team members and those assumptions deteriorate their ability to work together. So the schedule is a hectic mess and someone interprets that as she must not like me or you because she's putting us through hell when really you go in there with no personal reason. And this is why you need an outside person to see these things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you can see, well, this is an honest misunderstanding. All of these people just want to do what's right. And they just want to live in harmony and love their job. But this person is lacking training. And now you've got all these assumptions being made. So you're right. able to just recognize it and squash it. So now tell me about how that office, how that team functions. It is like there was a, you could feel heaviness when you walk through the door. 
And I knew I felt it as soon as I walked in the first time. I just didn't know what was the cause. And I don't want to make any assumptions either, right? So I wanted to see and observe and see what, and see what was happening. But it was very obvious. And I remember sitting down with the doctor that day before I left. And, and he said, I, I, I don't sense any conflict. And, and, and it's, it's right smacking me in the face. You know, I said, well, let, let's have a team meeting. Let's talk about that. Because I guarantee you there's some things that if everybody's honest, it's going to come up. And in the beginning, they're trying to get to know me. I'm trying to get to know them. So I'll go back to, let's talk about the schedule. Is everybody happy with the schedule? Oh, the grunting and everything else that was happening. I said, okay, great. Let's talk about that. What do we want it to look like? Back to your dreaming comment, Grace, about what's the ideal for us? And nobody had, had ever thought about that. But I believe the schedule is the heart of the practice and will run everybody. So if you're not happy with the schedule or you find yourself very stressed by it, change it. Yep. It's as simple as that. I, I want to ask a difficult question because I like to challenge people and I like to get people a little riled up and have opinions on these things. So I want to just throw this out there and I know some people are going to be annoyed by my statement and my question and I'm okay with that. But what do you, because I'm looking at gender and I'm thinking of the men in my life, not so much my father. My father is um, a very open person, an emotional person, someone that I could talk to. But I think about like my husband and many other men in my life and even men that I've worked with and clients that are men. I think a lot of men are um, conditioned by society to not want to talk through and not want to really address emotion. And so when you've got this, you've got some team members triggered and making assumptions and you've got some conflict arising, I think it's common for the male doctor, especially, and I think it can happen with the female doctor as well, but I think it's more prevalent with males to be like, figure it out. I've got to do dentistry. And that actually can perpetuate whatever it is that's going on. Absolutely. Because I find that most male dentists do not like conflict. Because think about it. They don't like conflict with patients. They don't like conflict within their employees. They just don't like conflict because they want to get in, get out, do, you know, do dentistry. So they're just thinking, okay, if I, do, if I ignore it, it'll go away. Yeah. And, and nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. Because the conflict avoidance just magnifies it worse. Yeah. And so you get someone like Lynn who can come in without any personal bias towards anyone or anything and can just look very objectively at the situation and Mm -hmm. address some of the things that are going on. And then it happens pretty quickly, doesn't it, that you find harmony? Especially if everybody's heart's in the right place. Yes. Yeah. If they're not, then that's a different story. And you know what? That's okay. You still need to know what you're dealing with. Yes. And let's talk to that a little bit because I think one of the biggest problems that dentists make, owner dentists make, is that they hold on to the wrong people for too long. And they have a really hard time letting anyone go because the fear of the unknown, well, who am I going to find to replace this person? Are they going to be worse or better? and it's gonna hurt my reputation, or they're gonna take patients with them. They have all these fears that are driving them. And so as a result, they keep someone who's not an ideal fit for their culture in the practice. So have you recognized, I'm sure you've dealt with this. Oh yeah. 
it, but but you're you're spot on because it's one of those situations where again they they realize something's wrong but they think the devil i know is better than the one i don't know and and you're you are hurting yourself by you know as the coach let's go back to the sports analogy if you're going to be a coach for your team and somebody's going to be a ball hog well is that really what you want your team to be known for because what you with the behavior that you allow is what's going to permeate the team yeah so if you allow a toxic environment or one person to be that toxic person then you are condoning that behavior because you're not handling that situation. So you're losing the respect of your other team members because you won't do something about, about the issue or about that person. And I, I'm not one grace that, and you know this about me, I don't go in and say, let's fire everybody. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's pretty ignorant to have that kind of mindset because you've, there are strengths with everybody. Let's see what their strengths are yeah. because if if we use the strengths, the weaknesses are going to take care of themselves if you've built the right team. And once in a while, you do need to clean house. Sometimes you go into a situation and you're like, these particular employees, and I'm not going to call them a team because this is pre-team, this is employee status, but these employees have been conditioned for a very long time that they're in control. And, and as soon as you come in and try to make change, they're resistant to it. So when you go in to make change in some situations, you'll see, and I'm sure you've dealt with this where, okay, we need to, and clean house is usually not let, letting go of everyone. There's usually a few people that are really excited to get on board with a new way of doing things, but then sometimes it's right down the middle. Some people don't want the change. They don't for whatever reason. I've seen this even um, unveil some embezzlement. People who are super resistant to doing things the right way, you know, you let them go and then you find out, oh, no, this has been going on. So sometimes it can actually trigger deeper red flags. Oh, and I, and I find that as well, because yeah. you're, you're sitting there scratching your head going, Some, something isn't right. I mean, it's, there's a normal, I, I love what I do and I'm protective of it versus the more dug in kind of thing. And when somebody's really that dug in or almost to a shade of being desperate, that gets my, my attention very quickly too. Me too. And you need an outsider to notice these things. I've been in the situation myself with um, people that over time, you know, expressed extreme loyalty, but something was just off. And it actually, for me, I can have a distant view of my business because I travel and speak so much that allows me to look kind of from a distance. Mm -hmm. And I say that all the SHIT rises when I'm out, I can see things that I need to improve when I take that. But doctors don't get that. They're in it. So right. really helps to have someone who can, who's trained to see these things come in and go, this is the puzzle that we need to put together here. Right. And a lot of it is asking the right questions at the right time. Because that's, I, I do a lot of that with my clients. I mean, I, I already think I know the answer, but I want to ask the right questions. And then, you know, it's like leading them to where, where they need to be. That's brilliant because as an oh, owner, you. it really is. It really is. That's something I have not mastered, not even close. Um, but as a 
business owner and leader, you want to feel and you want to know that it's coming from you and that it's not being imposed by an outside person. Sure. So being able to have that ownership in those decisions is crucial. Well, at the, at the end of the day, I can give all the advice in the world, but it's up to the dentist if they want to take it or not. And if I haven't done my due diligence, if I don't say, because I think a dental practice is like dominoes. If one's going to fall, then all of it's going to fall. And you can't have some stand and some not for the longevity, you know, of, of your practice. So, you know, life is just too short, Grace. I mean, we all have incidents in our life where we can point to somebody passed away too early or, or whatever the case may be. I want somebody in their practice to be as happy for as long as they want to practice dentistry. That's the ultimate reward is happiness. And that's what people deserve. And I think we have these moments in our career where we wake up and we worked really hard and we hit our financial goals, but then we wake up one day or we're lying awake at night and we realize for what, for what I worked so hard. I barely saw my family. Oh, I'll see my family when I retire or I'll travel when I retire or I'll be happy when I retire. And you've got to find that happiness in the day to day or it's not worth it. Oh, I, I can tell you last year, I mean, I don't, I don't mind sharing this. I mean, you know about my kids. My daughter's a freshman in college and her senior year of high school, I did not travel purposely because I wanted to be at home with her and to enjoy that time. And she is soaring at school. She's picked the right nursing program. She's doing a fantastic job. And that makes me happy as a mom. But at the same time, I, I don't want to be that type of person. What if? I hate the what ifs. That doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I take motherhood very seriously because, I mean, some of your viewers may know this, some not, and that's okay. I can talk about this all day too, but I went through in vitro to get pregnant with Megan. So I don't take motherhood easily. And, and my poor son, Nicholas, he gets doted on all the time because he's the only one left at home. So he's good. He's a junior in high school and he's, he'll leave, you know, after next year. And he's already said, oh gosh, mom, I'm going to get you my whole senior year. What are you going to be like? Like, I don't know. You get to figure out the joy, Nicholas, as we go through this journey together. (laughs) It's awesome. Well, yeah. And I've got my own way of handling it. So I, I won't, the only time I really took a break from traveling a lot, which was the same time as you did, was when I had some surgeries to, to go through and some medical issues to handle. And I said, you know, I'm just going to be extremely limited with my 2018 travel and I'm more than made up for it already in 2019. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> I love it. And I missed it. And it, it, that time away from my family and my kids, it actually like makes us miss each other. And it's for me, it's, it's healthy for me. It keeps me sane. I get to catch up on sleep. <laughs> I get to eat a normal pace meal. And then I plan, I pre-plan these trips for my family where it's, all immersive family time and it kind of offsets and that works for me. So everybody's got to find their own definition of happy and do it without any apology. Brought that up because there's so many that people like if, if moms choose to be working moms outside the home, well, there, there are those that'll say you're, you shouldn't do that. You know what? A long time ago, I figured out whatever works for you and your family is what you need to do. And don't listen to anybody else. And you don't need to feel any mom guilt about anything that you choose to do or dad guilt at that as that matter. But I found it, I find it very funny that, you know, when we were expecting not one person asked my husband, 
are you going to quit your job to stay at home with the kids? And I had this thriving business that I created from ground up and I got it every single day. And I'm like, but my husband didn't get it even one time. And the funny thing is my husband did end up giving up his career, supporting me and my business and taking a stronger role at home, but no one saw it coming. Like, and no one anticipated it. So we're in a different time. I think it goes to show for, um, we're just in a different time. Mm -hmm. Again, everybody has to make their own decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think there's probably some people out there feeling like, how am I going to do both? And I guess if you're listening to this, I just want you to know you can do both very, very well. If that's what you choose to do. As long as you just do it, like I said, unapologetically your way, enjoy it. That's the most important thing is you enjoy it. So goes back to the happiness that we were talking about before. Yeah. You, you got to have that. It's everything. Mm-hmm. So if you need to get a little bit happier in your career and in your, I'm going to say work family, I'm not even going to say team. I'm going to say with your work family, um, your team family, however you want to call it, you can definitely That's reach out to Lynn, have a conversation with her, <clears throat> excuse me. And Lynn, how, what can you offer to our viewers and listeners to, if they're on the fence with, if this is something that can help them? Oh, well, the one thing that I always do is I want to be able to get to know you and the needs that you have. That's why everything I do with my clients is truly custom. It's not like I have a three ring binder and, and I say, you have to work through this for 12 months. No, you don't. That's not how I choose to work. Um, back to the, you know, the choice word. And so please get in touch with me. I want to offer a complimentary call so I can figure out, you know, what your needs are, but then is that something that I can help you with? And better yet, if I'm not the one to work with you, I'll find somebody that will be able to help you. I love that. And, And you and I are, we have a lot of the same friends and we have a lot of similar resources and we're both very, we have a strong vetting process. So if Lynn connects you to someone, just know it's that person's going to be able to help you for sure. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. So I would encourage anyone watching who's thinking they could use a little bit more um, coaching abilities and skills and, and you like the sound of this unique approach to building a true team, definitely reach out to Lynn. Lynn, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? The best is I want them to, to learn more about me. So go to my website, uh, which is victorydentalmanagement.com. You can fill out a contact form there as well, and it'll come directly to me. And also I'll put in a shameless plug that the beautiful website that I had was created by Grace and her team at Identity Dental. So it was wonderful. Uh, thank you so much. Well, I still get so many compliments, Grace, about that. And it's already several years. Shh. It's getting old. We might need to do a little <laughs> update on it. A little update pretty soon. But I still love it. And your branding is phenomenal. And for those of you who see her logo, see if you see a double meaning in there because that was that was a fun project to work on. So reach out to Lynn Victory. What is the website? Victory Dental Management, all spelled out, dot com. VictoryDentalManagement.com. And I hope you guys have a great day and that this information was helpful for you and tune in next time for the business fight with Grace Rizza and my next guest. Have a great day. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Grace.